Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, March 27th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for joining me today. I'm at NashWalker9 on Twitter, at Lockdown Twins for the show. Uh, yesterday was a big day uh, for Major League Baseball and just their plans to move forward. And we've talked the last two days about this deal as it was progressing, but now it's official as of last night. The owners unanimously ratified it this morning. So the deal is official between the Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Baseball on some parameters for this unique, uncertain 2020 season. It was very important for them to get this done, and we're going to talk more about it because it is important We'll talk a little bit about the ramifications of that, but first, uh, happy birthday to Jake Odorizzi, 30 years old today. Jake had a phenomenal 2019 season. It was his best season, the best season of his career, uh, other than 2015 when he had a 335 ERA. He had a 351 ERA in 2019. Uh, Career low, 16 home runs allowed in a a very homer-friendly environment. He was the twin starter uh, that led, or he led all twin starters in ERA plus, I should say, at 131. Uh, Jose Barrios was at 124. Jake was the twins' best starter for a lot of the year. Um, you know, he was struggled in late July, and that's when Michael Pineda was kind of the man for the twins before he got suspended when all the starters were struggling. Barrios started to hit his, his rough skid after the All-Star break. Odorizzi was shaky with his mechanics, and then Michael Pineda came out and was basically the team's ace before he got suspended. So happy birthday to Jake Odorizzi today, 30 years old. He will be back for the Twins, hopefully be back for a 2020 season this summer, and uh, you know hopefully he can build on his all-star campaign. So happy birthday to Jake Odorizzi. Try to get all the Twins' birthdays mixed in. I know we talked about Sergio on his birthday, maybe Miss Lewis Thorpe and, and a couple others, but happy birthday to Jake, and he will enter free agency after the 2020 season, hopefully after he builds upon all that he accomplished in 2019 in his first all-star campaign. Happy birthday, Jake. So let's get back to this deal. Uh, Rosenthal wrote a great article at The Athletic. If you have a, a subscription to The Athletic, go check it out. If you don't, uh, I would highly recommend getting a subscription to The Athletic. Uh, just the best writing in the world, in my opinion, other than Twins Daily. Uh, Ken Rosenthal kind of laid this out, and I didn't talk about the draft much this week or last week, but the MLB draft... Looks like it's going to be cut down to five rounds, uh, which is just wild. And also the bonus pools are going to be, uh, they're going to stay the same for the next two years, it sounds like. Usually there's a 3% increase on the bonus pools. So say for a first pick, I used Royce Lewis as an example, I think it was yesterday, who made $6.1 million as the first round pick in 2017. Uh, it increases 3% every year, the draft slots, and they will stay the same over the next two years. So the investment, Scott Boris, the super agent who we've talked about this winter or talked about uh, during the offseason, uh, doesn't like it because he thinks that that's you need to invest that money back into those young players that you're drafting in the bonus pool, and uh, he's not a fan of it. The reason that this is important for Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Player Association is that they're making progress towards an uncertain 2020 season as far as what's going to happen. So the biggest thing that you can take away from this is that no matter how many games are played, 0, 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 130, whatever it is, not going to be 162, whatever it is, players are going to get service time for this year, which means Mookie Betts, Nelson Cruz, our friend Nelson Cruz, Mauro Gonzalez, Trevor May, just to name a few twins, not Mookie Betts. Uh, I wish he was a twin. Maybe next year in free agency will be a twin. Um, 
but doubt that. Outfield's pretty stacked. I don't know if you know that about the Twins. I think we're going to get deeper into the prospects uh, in these upcoming weeks. We have plenty of time now. So I think I'm going to do deeper dives into prospects. Josh kind of gave me that idea. Uh, not Josh Donaldson. Josh Neighbors, the host of Lockdown Nationals, when he was with us on Wednesday, gave me that idea to dive deeper into prospects. I think that's a good thing to do, especially with the Twins in this deep system that they have. So many major league, it seems, major league-ready players that can be discussed and now might be even more relevant to the Twins in 2020 to their major league club because the rosters are going to be expanded it seems to 29 so that 26-man roster battle between Williams Asadio and Jake Cave you can maybe throw it out the window because it seems like they're both going to make the team by opening day Um, but as far as this deal goes players are protected because they will not lose service time that was their biggest thing but at the same time they lost or they for they have foregone their right to sue baseball for their full salaries in the event of a canceled 2020 season so that guaranteed money is no longer fully guaranteed for the for the contracts because if there's no season in 2020 all they're going to get is that 170 million lump sum advance that baseball is giving them for the first two uh for the first two months of the season for april and may there's going to be a a full-on advance so players with guaranteed contracts I think are going to make 150,000. I'm trying to find the numbers here. Yes. So those with guaranteed contracts each will receive 150,000 and players with different types of split contracts between the majors and minors will receive 60,000, 30,000 and 15,000. That money will not be repaid if the season is canceled. So players get some money, not nearly what they would get, uh, in the event of a canceled season and they got their salaries back. Um, but the owners and and Major League Baseball could not risk losing billions of dollars paying out contracts when they didn't get any revenue for this season in the event of a canceled year. I have much, much more on how this impacts the Twins specifically on Twins Daily tonight. It posts at 9 o'clock tonight on Twins Daily. The headline is, how do, how would a canceled 2020 season impact the Twins, basically? Or how would that uh, hurt the Twins is kind of the the basis of the article looking at their free agents looking at their financial situation and kind of what major league baseball has laid out for this 2020 season do you hate stepping on the scale maybe it's because you haven't met the right one a company called withings produced the world's first smart scale and they're still the best in fact tom's guide rated withings body plus is the best overall smart scale in 2020 if you're looking to lose weight willpower is key but so is having the right tools Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and get data from every way and it'll sync automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option and it means you need to have your phone on you, but Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scales can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash MLB to get 25% off your body plus body composition scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash MLB to get 25% off your body plus body composition scale. Major League Baseball and the Major League Players Association have come together on a deal. So what does that mean for the 2020 season as far as when we're going to get going, when spring training is going to ramp back up uh, for that period that they will need, that pitchers will need in 
before the season begins and what do, what do roster expansions look like. I kind of mentioned that it's going up to 29, maybe even more on doubleheader days. And speaking of doubleheader days, John Heyman reported out this morning. John Heyman of MLB Network, or I guess he's MLB Network, uh, said that you know baseball is hoping they'll get started in late May and I've talked about it the last couple days is that Manfred kind of set out that timetable we have no idea he said baseball is hoping for 140 games which still seems uh, very optimistic to start in late May and then have 140 games but I'm going to stay optimistic I'm prepared for the worst hoping for the best with Major League Baseball he said double headers neutral site World Series possibly an expanded postseason and I'm sure we'll get more details about that when these things kind of trickle out but for right now it's a wait and see game with COVID-19 we're kind of seeing uh, how it's progressing in the United States it's flying up the charts because of increased testing and because uh, some people aren't taking it as seriously also because there's a delayed onset of the disease Um, we're seeing now people getting infected that were infected you know five six days ago and are just starting to get symptoms and being tested so uh, we won't see the effects of our social distancing and the the measures that we're taking stay-at-home order in Minneapolis in Minnesota I should say until probably a few weeks or even months Uh, but Major League Baseball is hoping to get back in May I want to talk about Frank Tank Viola today a little bit because I, I kind of reverted from doing the top five Twins pitchers of all time. So I apologize if you were looking forward to that this week. I know I started with Burton and Johan and then I just kind of halted completely and, and switched my switch lanes because uh, baseball had decided to uh, come up with a new deal, which is great. I'm glad I can talk about that. I'm sure I'll have more on that next week and in the upcoming weeks about uh, new details that come out and, and such. But let's talk about the, the number three, my number three, I think, and these rankings are up in the air for me because I, I almost had a change of heart the other night. I almost switched Burt to number one over Johan uh, for five best starting pitchers in Twins history because the numbers just don't lie for Burt Blylevin. I think, uh, you know, again, we're impacted by the way that he broadcasts games, the way that he loves to talk uh, about how the game was, uh, quote-unquote, better uh, back when he pitched, but he was a phenomenal pitcher. So he, he certainly has basis uh, to talk and to have an audience and to uh, give his opinion. But Frank Viola is in the top five for sure. Uh, Twins, I think a Twins legend, to be honest with you, because he was good in the playoffs. Frank Viola is fifth in Twins war. He was bad in 82 and 83, but from 84 to 88, arguably right there with Johan for one of the most dominant stretches in all of Twins history of at least four years. 179 starts. He led the league with 93 wins. I know we look at wins and it's not really a stat that we... Uh, pay attention to or rely on anymore and I agree but I mean he led the league in wins the twins won a lot of games when he was on the hill he was 12th with a 346 ERA but 6th with a 124 ERA plus that's uh, park and league adjusted so 6th in all of baseball and ERA plus two and a half walks per nine 6.2 strikeouts per nine and then really his you know this is where he was really great 87 and 88 he made 71 starts that tied for third in the league 41 wins tied for first and 17. He had 17 losses, 507 innings pitch, 277 ERA was second in all of baseball. His 157 ERA plus was first in all of baseball, 390 strikeouts, 120 walks. And that was among pitchers with at least 500 innings, number one in ERA plus, number two in ERA, and tied for first in wins. He won the Cy Young Award in 1988, 24 wins, led baseball. Just see the trend here. A 154 ERA plus, 6.8 strikeouts per nine, 1.9 walks per nine, and was 10th in the MVP race. Uh, let's look at his playoff 
kind of resume here, and this is where it kind of puts it over the top for Frank Viola. Game one ALCS versus uh, Detroit in 87. Uh, pitched seven innings, gave up five runs, nine hits, six strikeouts, and a walk. That, w- that was not one of his best performances. Twins won that game, though. There was just a, a sense that when Viola was on the mound, the Twins were going to win. Because in game four, he pitched again at Detroit, and they won. Five innings pitched, two earned runs, five hits, three strikeouts, four walks, and a Twins win. So you get to the World Series with uh, Viola and, of course, Kirby Puckett, and a uh, sp- now special uh, 1987 Twins team after they didn't have the best year and I talked about it last week is that they weren't great that year I mean that's not even I don't think it's a top 10 I'd mentioned not even a top 10 record in Twins history but they get to the World Series they're playing the St. Louis Cardinals Viola starts game one at home against the Cards eight innings one earned run five strikeouts just five hits and zero walks and yes the Twins won he comes back he starts in games four, game four again at St. Louis this time uh, pitches only three and a third because he gave up five runs, six hits, four walks, th- or four strikeouts, three walks. Twins lost that game. That's his only loss in the playoffs. The only game the Twins have lost in the playoffs when Viola started the game. And then in World Series Game 7, this was it. Eight innings, two runs, six hits, seven strikeouts, zero walks. Twins win the World Series in Game 7 against St. Louis. So uh, basically the most important games, Games 1 and 7, Viola started, pitched 16 innings, gave up a total of three runs, 11 hits, struck out 12, and didn't walk any. Twins win both games. Twins win the World Series. And all together, Frank Viola made five starts. Twins went 4-1 and one in those games. He 3-1 and one in his decisions. Uh, 31 and one-thirds innings pitch, 431 ERA, but he was really unlucky. 642 OPS against is great and a 431 ERA, so unlucky there when those numbers are, are kind of widened. 25 strikeouts, 8 walks, and was a huge part of the Twins win the World Series in 87, then goes and wins the Cy Young in 88 in one of the most hyped twin seasons of all time. Very excited after the 87 World Series. Frank Viola, for me, uh, there are, when you look back at a lot of these Twins pitchers, I mean, a lot of them don't have a playoff resume because the Twins not only haven't been there a ton, but haven't had much success there, and we know this. And when you look back at Twins pitchers, uh, you can find guys like Jack Morris, who pitched amazingly well in the 1991 World Series, 1991 playoffs, but he's only in the, for the, on the Twins for one year. So it's hard to put him in the top five. But a guy like Frank Viola, who's almost single-handedly won them the World Series by pitching the way he did in Game 7. Um, really puts it over the top for me that he's a top three Twins pitcher of all time. Not as dominant as Johan and uh, not as, you know, not the longevity and the the sustained greatness of Burt Blylevin for the Twins, but Viola's right there because of his playoff pedigree and single-handedly helping the Twins win one of their two, half of their World Series championships. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening this week. Stick with me. I'll be back next Monday. More. Hopefully details start to trickle out more about this new deal, about when baseball plans to return, and hopefully good news around the country for you and yours. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day, and go Twinks.